Joining us is Elizabeth Smith McCrossan, a Cumberland North Independent MLA. Elizabeth, thanks for joining the show. We appreciate it. My pleasure. Thanks for having me, Todd. All right. So uh, you sent out an interesting release uh, talking about to more more concerns about uh, health care and ambulance service and issues in your area. What Give everybody an overview of some of the things that uh, the release talked about, please. Yeah, thank you. I think it's really important just to speak the truth and make sure that um, the government especially is aware of what's really happening on the ground here in healthcare. And up here in Cumberland, we continue to see um, uh, too frequently uh, no emergency ambulance services available in the entire county. If you know the geography of, of northern Nova Scotia, uh, it's a very large county between Malagash and Advocate Harbor. So it's a two-hour um area to cover and uh, too frequently I'm hearing from uh, healthcare specialists that there's literally zero ambulances available in the entire county in the event of a medical emergency. I'm also hearing from uh, constituents about their experiences when they're calling 911 and being told that either they don't need an ambulance. Uh, in two situations, people had had strokes. Uh, in one situation, the, the gentleman ended up in the stroke unit in Truro after three attempts to get an ambulance. Uh, so there's major, major issues, and they're not getting better. But if you listen to the public relations coming out of the government, you think everything's getting better and, and things are improving, but in actual fact, they're not. And another example, Todd, would be the community pharmacy clinics that um, mm. there was a lot of, again, PR, great marketing campaigns around. But we And we had one open here in Amherst. We we're very thankful. But due to staffing challenges, it literally closed within weeks. Uh, so that community pharmacy clinic is not open, not available for patient care. Uh, the government will often say, if you don't have a family doctor, you know, go on and, and get a virtual care appointment. Well, patients that are trying to do that tell me that the, patient, the appointments are gone by 8.30 in the morning, and the private company will then come on and say, but for $65, you can get an appointment. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at, uh, you know, just, again, no access to medical care for our people. Uh, there was also a nurse practitioner working in our emergency department on the weekends, and for some reason, uh, Nova Scotia Health have removed that position. The, the nurses uh, and the doctors were never told why, uh, and even the nurse practitioners that were working want to continue to work, and, and they are available, but Nova Scotia Health um, removed that position at a time when it's needed the most. Emergency departments tend to be busier in the summer months due to uh, family physicians that do exist are taking some vacation time, and plus with tourism, we have increased population in the province. So those are just a few examples, Todd, and I think uh, I think it's important that we speak the truth and that we're working on solutions uh, and ideas to fix these problems. And if we're, if we're not open and transparent about what are the real issues, then we're never going to actually address them and fix them. So uh, just to review there, you were, you were saying that somebody called who was having a stroke and they were told you don't need an ambulance? Yes. Yes. Wow. That actually happened wow. twice. Wow. That happened twice up here in the last, I would say, four to six weeks. Uh, I had one situation where they were told uh, an ambulance wasn't needed, so then they called a second time, and then on the second call they said, well, it'll be a two- or three-hour wait. 
And uh, and then the third call, an ambulance did arrive, and the, the person was in the stroke, stroke unit for a while. And in another situation, I had a woman uh, message me from Oxford last week and said that the same thing happened to her. She was having stroke-like symptoms, uh, called 911, and was told that her symptoms did not require an ambulance. <laughs> so... Um, very concerning, and you know I have to be careful because I don't want to get mm-hmm. emotional. But just yeah. last evening, uh, my uh, close family member, her children were in a, a very serious car accident. The, the vehicle was totaled, um, and when RCMP came on the scene, they told the parents to take their children to the hospital, the emergency department, because there was no ambulances available. That happened just last night wow. here wow. in our area. So um, it's very concerning for the people. Yeah, and of course, uh, look, we've been accustomed to for for uh, I'm 54 years old, so I grew up in the Maritimes, so it's 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 a fair comparison, New Brunswick to Nova Scotia, uh, but uh, we we have become accustomed to, and and the expectation has always been, you're getting a motor vehicle accident for goodness sakes, you're having a stroke, an ambulance is going to be there, right? That's and yeah, and, I, and I don't think that that's a luxury. So so, so no, it's not a luxury. And my right. sister was just visiting recently; she lives in California. And uh, she was listening, you know, there was a situation, and uh, she said, what do you mean there's no ambulance available? Someone's mm. had a stroke. And uh, she said, it's just like third world. Yeah. And just hearing my sister say that, I'm like, well, you know what, I guess you're right. That's not, uh, it's not okay. And, you know, I'm, I, when I watch the government, I find it very frustrating because, you know, I worked with them in opposition, highlighting the challenges for the people things that need to be fixed. But now that they're in power, there's a whole different attitude of everything's great and these are all the things we're doing and there's no problems. And it's, uh, you know, I compare it to the children's book, Emperor's New New Clothes, when they, you know, well, you know what? There's no clothes. There's no ambulances. So Mm -hmm. stop pretending that everything is great because right now it's not. And, and, uh, People need to have access to emergency ambulance services in time of a medical uh, emergency. So the community pharmacy uh, primary care clinic, that is going to be reopened, though, is it, in September? Yes. Well, that is the prediction, that it will be reopened. Mm -hmm. Uh, But, of course, that's, that's never talked about, right? The public relations only talk about, you know, these are the things happening. But then when people actually go to access care there, you know, the doors closed. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then that's when people contact my office saying, hey, I thought there was a, a community pharmacy clinic. Uh, there used to be an orphan uh, patient line, meaning if somebody didn't have a family doctor, they could call a local number and there was a collaborative care clinic that would either give them an appointment uh, on the phone or in person. It was a great service, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And that's recently stopped. And uh, when our office caught, contacted Nova Scotia Health, I'm, I'm not actually sure that they even were aware of that. But uh, that's no longer available as a service as well. So, you know, there are solutions, Todd. Um, a couple of the bills that I put forth, one was called Allie's Bill in honor of Allison Holthoff. Mm-hmm. One of the ideas in that bill was put GPS trackers on ambulances so um, other first responders and the public know where the ambulances actually are so that they can make an educated decision. If there's literally no ambulance available, then you know as a family member you're going to have to drive um, 
you're going to have to drive your loved one to the hospital or find another way of getting them there in, in an emergency crisis. I also put forth a bill, uh, Bill 295, Cross-Border Emergency Ambulance Services Act, and that is more particular to our area, the northern region of the province, uh, because all of our ambulances get, I say, sucked into the vortex of, of central Nova Scotia. There's... Um, so the Cross-Border Act would see us sharing ambulance services with southern New Brunswick, which is a natural um, area for us. A lot of our patients go to Moncton and a lot of the lower um, lower southern areas of New Brunswick, their patients may come to us. So that Cross-Border Emergency Ambulance Services Act would ensure that there's ambulances in northern Nova Scotia and or in southern New Brunswick versus all the ambulances going to HRM and nothing being available. And I, mm-hmm. I don't know if you noticed uh, the announcement last week about the new plane for EHS, right, the one that's going to transport stable patients mm-hmm. to the QE2. Right. And that plane, if you noticed, is only going from Cape Breton to Halifax and Yarmouth to Halifax, nothing from no- northern Nova Scotia. So it's an area of the province that's being neglected and uh, not... Uh, having services improved. Okay, the uh, hiring a physician recruitment company. Uh, what are your what yeah. any progress on that, or what what any word on that? We're we're making progress uh, privately. So unfortunately, Nova Scotia Health. I did contact them, and we had some meetings uh, up here in Amherst and Pugwash. And at this time, Nova Scotia Health are still saying they're not. Uh, interested in hiring the physician recruitment company. Uh, So we're actually looking at privately hiring them as a community Mm -hmm. and holding some fundraisers. So I actually have another meeting uh, just this morning uh, with Can-Am and with a local nonprofit that's looking at hiring the company uh, themselves to try to get more physicians here. So has there been any messaging from the Houston government at all, from the minister or anybody around the cabinet table or any MLA that that have suggested that, look, things are still a real challenge here and and we're, or has it all been, we're making headway, uh, kind of reading from the same script, optimistic script? Yeah, it seems to be, which, listen, I try to be a positive person, so I, I, I think it's great for the public to hear about the work that they are doing. I think it's also important to be transparent and to be honest. And and that's why I put this press release out last week to say, you know, the reality is conditions are actually worsening. Like we have less family physicians here now than two years ago. We have less access to emergency ambulance services during a medical crisis. We no longer have this orphan patient phone line available. Mm-hmm. And there's no nurse practitioner now working mm-hmm. in the ER on weekends. So um, I think it's just important, Todd, to be honest and transparent to say this is actually where we're at and, and how can we work on things together. Elizabeth, I appreciate your time as always. Thanks so much. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. All right, take care. Elizabeth Smith-McCross in Cumberland North, MLA.